The views and opinions on this show are not those of News Radio 92.3, but rather of Sylvan Learning Center. Good morning and happy Monday to you. I'm Jenna Barr, and you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Happy Monday to you. 850-437-1620 is the number to text, or if you feel, you can call. Um, and we are going to talk some education today. And so I have joining me now Gloria Kane with Sylvan Learning Center. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning. And I also have Christine, Christina Burnham with Umbrella Learning Academy. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good Thank morning. You. Okay, so I'm so excited. I want to learn, so two learning centers and academies morphing together. Why are we here today? I know we're going to talk about a bunch of different things, but I want first um, Gloria to share about Sylvan Learning Center and who you are and what you guys do. Okay, so here's our story. So Sylvan Learning Center has been in Pensacola for over 40 years. I'm actually the third owner of the center. So it's quite a legacy here in Pensacola. And we offer supplemental education, reading, math, ACT, SAT prep, um, all kinds of different things, study skills. And so um, we do a lot of really good things. And especially in, you know, our kids coming out of COVID now and things like that, um, it's so very important. We've got a lot of little ones that, missed an entire year of school and don't know how to read um, and so that's kind of what we really focus in on it is supplemental education what you would consider tutoring um, to help the kids thrive in school so our story and how I met Christina is Christina had a student who came to the center and so um, he was coming just for algebra help and so we were we were glad for that but Christina had a real real passion to open a private school um, and so she wanted an all-inclusive school um, where kids with lots of diversity could come to the school. And so anyway, she, we sat down and I said, all right, let's do it. And so we decided to do it. And so this year, September 7th, was our first day that we opened Umbrella Learning Academy. Now, Christina is my guru. She's my expert. She's there. Um, and, you know, I still do Sylvan, so jack of all trades, I get to do but um, anyway so that's how we all got started and it's been thriving we have how many students do we have now? 18 students 18 students we've got room for some more mm-hmm. um, and so you know we're just so very passionate about education and you know the kids that we get to serve so today and the reason I wanted to do this show and be with you Jenna was because we wanted to really talk about the business of education which business has money and so we wanted to talk about the scholarships that are out there that most families know nothing about um, what they are how to access them um, and who can use them so okay excellent and if you have a question today or you want to comment 850-437-1620 we love to hear from you here on the Pensacola expert panel a great way to kick off our Monday morning I love education a part of being an expert is educating people and so that's why we have you on here and having that relationship in the community I want to back up real quick when it comes to Umbrella Learning Academy how many students can you accommodate 
Um, it depends on the dynamic there. We're looking between 25 and 30 is our max number for this space, but we are open to growth. Our students are enjoying uh, the community that we've formed there, and we want to continue with that small community. But we're open to more spaces and continuing to grow this idea that learning is an all-inclusive and it's for everybody. And remind me the age range again. K through 12. Okay. Yes. We have everybody. Mm -hmm. And for like the learning hours, is it flexible? Do people do schedules or is it all at once? So we are open from 830 to 230. We have a full-time schedule, but we also offer part-time scheduling and Friday only what we call our co-op day. So we have some flexibility there. Uh, we work with our students. We are an official Department of Education private school, so we do have to meet the state requirements for full-time students, but we have flexibility for our part-time students as well. Excellent. Do you, ha and do you have students who are dual enrolled um, or maybe do other programs or are in school yes. and then come for tutoring as well? Yes. So we do um, some part-time education for the students that are work-study as well as dual enrolled. They're still uh, full-time students, but they are able to receive classes outside of our school schedule. Uh, we have a student that comes till noon, and then he does work-study for his elective brackets. He's in 12th grade. Um, we have two sixth graders that are waiting for that magical uh, age of 12 years old so they can dual enroll in college courses. Okay, nice. So, yes, there's a wide Ambitious. variety. Yes. yes. That's so encouraging. Okay, so what is, do you guys have a success rate right now that you can share with the students that have come through just since April? Right, so we are brand new. And yeah. to have an overall like graduation rate, things like that, we don't have established yet. But I can tell you we have several, several students that joined us, one in particular in our middle school that is technically supposed to be in sixth grade. However, she joined us and was at a 3.7 level when she started, and she has now made it to the sixth grade level and is one of those students that is pushing to go even higher and looking forward to college goals. Wow. And okay. See, that's what makes it uh, our passion was we can go as the quick as the kids can. Our, our learning programs are custom to them. So it's not like a whole fourth grade class. It is, they start at a certain level, but then we find their sweet spot, we find their gifts, their talents, we work with them and design custom programs so we can go as quick as they can. Mm. And so we can stop if we need to stop. Um, and it's all about mastery of skills. And so it's not, you know, 30 kids in a classroom all doing the same thing. It's very custom. And so, you know, we can help those kids catch up. And, you know, but we can also help the gifted students mm -hmm. who are being held back, you know, like our sixth graders who want to be rock stars. Mm -hmm. But in a typical classroom, they just have to do what is, you know, everybody else is doing. Okay. And the biggest, can you share like the biggest difference for maybe like a grandparent, a guardian, an aunt, an uncle, a, a parent listening who has a student that might struggle in a different area, but they also show, um, I, I don't want to call it hope, but they show that determination. It's just the you know, the classroom that they're currently in um, isn't helping them be successful. So since we are so small, we get to know our students and know everything about them, including the point that we've gone to football games for students outside of the classroom. We're involved with our students' lives and we get to know what incentivizes them. They actually tell us what their goals are. So they set a goal for themselves and they're graded based off of reaching their goals. If they have a goal of making it to the third grade level or fourth grade level and they reach that goal they get an A in that subject it's not a 
skills based on what grade level they should be in, but the progress they're making. Because as adults, it's all about setting goals and making meeting our goals as well. So we kind of filter it around that aspect. This is what you're going to have to do in adulthood, and we want to teach you how now. Can mm. we talk about Geneva for a second? Maybe she's <laughs> a good example of that. So we have a student, and she is fantastic. Um, she does have Down syndrome, so she, in a traditional school setting, was in a pullout situation um, with other students with varying ability levels and often set just to kind of do her own thing. Um, with us, we start where she's at. Geneva particularly enjoys redoing assignments, whereas the average student um, might have no interest. Once you've completed assignment, you want to move on. But for Geneva, it takes a little bit longer for her to grasp a concept. So we often say with Geneva, it may take her 50 times to do an assignment. But in Geneva's situation, she has been able to master a quarter's worth of work that a standard student would master in a quarter's worth of time. And for a student with Down syndrome, that is fantastic. So we don't look at what her you know, ability levels as far as what standard schools or the IEP looks at. We look at that student and what they're capable of. And she actually made a full quarter progress in the amount of time she should have. It was wonderful. It was wow. crazy wonderful. Her mom was just like, <laughs> she just wants to keep repeating and keep repeating, and it's driving me crazy. And we're like, we got this. That's it's all right. We got this. Awesome. Go Geneva. Go. Yeah, I know so it. So cool. I love it. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. I have Gloria Kane with Sylvia Lear Sylvan Learning Center and Christina Burnham with Umbrella Learning Academy. We are talking education, and we're gonna move into scholarships now and scholarship opportunities um, what do y'all have offered to people in the community well and this is where um, when Christina came to me and there's so much that I don't know and Christina is absolutely 100% my expert on all this um, there is so much money from the state of Florida that's available for private schools for tutoring for other resources that our families just don't know anything about and so I'm gonna hand it to Christina and she will give the rundown and they just change names I mean it can be very very confusing so help us out Christina. yeah so 98% of our students are on scholarship one form or another scholarship for Florida uh, the largest scholarship provider is step up for students and they have a website uh, stepupforstudents.org. You can receive scholarship for income needs. You can receive scholarship um, if your student was bullied. You can receive smaller scholarships for just reading specific needs. There's a variety of scholarships out there. And when we talk about income limits, they've recently this year raised the income bar. So an average family of four can, can earn up to 98 thousand dollars a year and still qualify for income-based scholarship and the more people in your family the larger that number can be that also is for a hundred percent scholarship from there don't think that just because you make over that amount you don't qualify for anything they can qualify for partial amounts as well so there's a lot out there um, that students can take advantage of and the income-based scholarships have funding right now for students to receive and to start in a private school um, if that's where they need to be. And so that income-based is for private school education. Yes. For K through 12. 
Yes, for K through 12. It can also be used for transportation if your student needs to go out of district. It's not utilized as much for that, but I will say um, to use in a private school, you can check the Department of Education's website to see which private schools accept it because there are quite a few hoops to jump through to be able to accept Florida scholarships. You have to prove that you are a school and that you are in fact um, helping students learn. Um, but there are also some smaller ones. The reading scholarship is one that I know can be used at Sylvan. Mm-hmm. And that's one. Yeah, that one's for if, if their FF, FSA scores mm-hmm. um, are, are, I think it's three or less. It's $500 is out there that they can use for tutoring. And so at Sylvan, we do accept those as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's wonderful. Um, and there, there's know. also a unique ability scholarship. It was previously uh, the Gardner Scholarship, but they've changed it under the Family Empowerment Scholarship umbrella. And there's a variety of ability levels listed on there, all the way from ADHD, Down syndrome, autism, uh, mobility impairments, hearing impairments. I mean, it really is uh, a lot that is covered under that umbrella. And it's fairly simple to apply for. I know they have gone to a wait list at this point, but if you have a student that falls into that category, they can stay in their current school setting until they accept that scholarship. And uh, you can apply that scholarship. The average amount, I believe, for that scholarship is around $9,000 in this area. And that can be used for both Sylvan or private school. Or and I know that there's deadlines that are coming up, too. So Yes, yeah, so if you have either the income-based scholarship um, or you're wanting to get it, I know it does process fairly quickly, but you really need to get your student into a private school before they go on winter break because the student must be enrolled and verified with uh, the state by January 2nd. Most of us are going to be on break on January 2nd, so you really want to get them in before that. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. Um, remind me again. Okay, so we have a couple of people texting in. Yes. Um, so if you're just tuning in, Christina Burnham, she is with Umbrella Learning Academy, and she has joined us here on the Pensacola Expert Panel to talk more about the scholarships that are available. We don't really n- always know that this is offered. Um, you know, I've had my kids in tutoring, and I was never told about this you know you just kind of like find somebody you pay them and um you hear oh you know i can't go to this specific uh tutoring center it's going to be too expensive but there are things out there and you mentioned too like bullying or down syndrome adhd and we're seeing a lot of kids that Mm -hmm. have several issues and not just one um okay so tell us a little bit more about like the scholarship process do they come to you and then kind of find out hey this is what you could probably apply for or should they go directly to the scholarship website they should go directly to the scholarship website first and take a look at the scholarships because they do have a variety of them and that's at stepupforstudents.org you can apply right on their website it lists the different types of scholarships i will say that i'm aware that the income-based scholarship or the um, FES or FTC scholarships, they're both listed on there, still have award money. Um, The Family Empowerment Scholarship Unique Abilities is on a wait list, but that means at any point they can come off of that. You can receive a scholarship and transfer to another if it's waitlisted. So you could go ahead and get a student on the income-based scholarship and apply for the Unique Ability Scholarship 
and be waitlisted and move to it if needed. But I would still go to that website first. Now, if you're looking to apply for this year, you want to make sure to get a hold of the private school and start their enrollment process because I know personally ours does take a little bit to get through because we require a parent meeting and a student shadow day to make sure that they fit within the school environment. So um, I would definitely get on it as soon as you can. And you also, if you're looking at a private school, you definitely, because I don't think all private schools take all the scholarships. So you do want to reach out to the school maybe first as well and see if they'll accept the scholarship. Mm -hmm. Now we'll take them all at Umbrella Learning Academy, we do. But I do know, I think HOPE, I think, is one, the HOPE scholarship Mm -hmm. that not all schools take for whatever their reason is. Well, and the scholarships do take quite a bit of work. You um, have to have a site visit and a lot of different schools have reasons for not taking them. mainly because they they take extra processing (laughs) but it is something that we at umbrella learning academy we've worked really hard to make sure we could get that as soon as possible for our students because we know that it's necessary for everybody to receive an education oh absolutely um and we saw throughout covid if we want to touch that real quick a lot of students who were forced to learn from home we are now seeing there are setbacks that they're experiencing from that and so um just touching on that okay real quick uh can you remind everyone the website to go to to apply for those scholarships sure it's stepupforstudents.org okay stepupforstudents.org um take a look at the scholarships available also another question and if you have one 850-437-1620 you can text in that question that's 850-437-1620 Uh, Do you know of any scholarships for tutoring when it comes to math, like specifically geometry? Hmm, That's a great question. So if they follow under the Unique Ability Scholarship, that one can be used for tutoring. Um, To have a specific math-guided one, I'm not sure of. I know that they've hit the reading scholarship really hard, but that would be something that we could certainly push for and ask. So what qualifies as a Unique Ability, Christina? There's a variety of diagnosis, um, and and honestly, it is a huge list. Uh, It's on the rare disease list. It means that they must have, um, there's eight standard diagnoses, and there's something that says you have to have under 200,000 people originally diagnosed with this to consider a rare disease. There's also, they opened up, like I said, ADHD, anxiety, other health impairments. If a student has had an IEP, 99% of the time, they will qualify for a scholarship under the unique abilities. Can you ask, like, if your kid is in school, um, and some people don't even know, because they get that handbook at the beginning of the year, sometimes, first you get the skinny one, then you get the student handbook. Um, Some parents don't know when their kid's struggling, sometimes people automatically assume, oh, they just don't want to do it, they, you know, once they get into the, you know, routine, then they'll start wanting to do it, or they just assume, like, you know, that kid just doesn't care, but sometimes there are underlining issues. Um, Is there a way for parents to just ask to have the test done to see if a student qualifies for an IEP? Certainly. In uh, the state of Florida, you are to request from your teacher, I would suggest requesting it in writing. Um, And then they have 30 days to respond with with what the necessary steps are to start evaluating that student. But yes, any student can request to be evaluated. Um, And that can go straight to the Department of Education in Scambia County School District. 
Okay. And I can help with that too, because we have a lot of parents who are lost right now mm-hmm. and they don't know where their kids are. So they got lost in the mm-hmm. shuffle. Um, and so I have a lot of students who are coming to me and we can do um, what's called the Star 360 at Sylvan. We can do that at any time. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of get maybe a baseline of where they are. Mm-hmm. And at that point, and there's no commitment to Sylvan, we can just help our parents that way. And then once we see it, we can kind of make a recommendation of, is this something tutoring can truly help with, or is this maybe a big, now we can't diagnose mm-hmm. um, at Sylvan, we cannot, but we can kind of give our an opinion. And then at that point, we can say, yeah, there's something you know else that might be really going on with your student. And so they can take kind of that next step. Um, to figure out where to go from there. Well, and as a previous Sylvan parent, I can certainly vouch for their evaluation process. A student is able to evaluate in an individual room, so there aren't the distractions and things that there typically are when they're doing an evaluation in a school setting, and you'll get a better picture of where they are um, with Sylvan's evaluation methods. So I, I would certainly push for anyone that's questioning whether it might be a learning disability or if they're capable of handling that level of work uh, to do some type of evaluation and Sylvan's a great place to have it. How long is the testing to kind of get that evaluation uh, completed? So for us, it's pretty fast. Um, It's typically the, we do a lot so that our goal is to get the best from the student and to make them comfortable because we do know that kids get very anxious, especially if you use the word test, anxiety kicks in. And so we do everything we can to kind of calm the nerves and develop a relationship with the student and make them feel comfortable so that we can get their best. Absolutely. Um, And so there's several different pieces to it, but if we do both math and reading, which we can take a look at, that typically takes about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. That's all it takes. And then at the same time, we'll take maybe five minutes to run the actual reports and the results, sit down with parents and go over it. So it's a pretty streamlined process. Oh, very good. Okay, so it's not like, you know, we're doing a week-long daily thing. That's, I think a lot of the things, too, is you mentioned something. Kids, we're seeing more and more kids with anxiety. I don't know where it's pinpointed, whether it's this fast-paced day and age we live in, the information age, the technology age, all these things coming at them, the keeping up with the Joneses even more so age. And so there's a lot of stress and pressure on kids, and education has changed it's been computerized um which i would not be used to and i would probably go you know i don't want to be behind a desk all day you know i like to be moving um and i like doing things on paper i like using a pencil and a pen and i think that it's changed a lot for kids over the past few years and especially kids who are maybe in the middle school and high school age do you see them too that have had to make that biggest shift from starting with when they were in kindergarten writing everything and then all of a sudden now they're doing a lot of their stuff on computers so that could be contributing to their anxiety too I don't know if you see that at all well and I think the beautiful thing with ULA is that we offer our students to learn at what they're most susceptible to learning with Mm -hmm. so we have some high school students middle school students that uh, the computer is too much of a temptation 
to go into other areas. So it's very hard for them to focus when they want to be on Minecraft instead. Right, right. <laughs> so they need that separation from technology a little bit. So some of our students do work solely on pencil and paper. Some of our students find that they work a lot more productively on a computer or device because that's what they're familiar with. When they've grown up since kindergarten with an iPad in their hands, then they're familiar with it and they're much more productive, you know, going through clicking buttons uh, than they are writing a paper. We also have a lot of students students with dyslexia, dysgraphia, things that make some disconnect with writing where you're not actually getting a, a full picture of their knowledge mm -hmm. if you're requiring them to write it. So by using a device for those students, it gives us a much better picture of what they know as opposed to how good their handwriting is. So there's, there's pluses and minuses all over the board. And in the tutoring world, what I'm seeing is especially they'll bring their Chromebooks in and it'll say a problem. Well, when you have a book, you can go back and look at examples. Mm. But for them, there's no example. It's just a problem on a screen. Mm -hmm. And right. so it's, it's challenging all the way around. Okay. Wow. So we have, we're running out of time here. We have about a minute left. So one more time, I just want to share. So today we have had Umbrella Learning Academy joined with Sylvan Learning Center. Uh, we know Sylvan, it's become a household name in the education department and helping students um, and tutoring can be a weird word, but no, helping them get a leg up um, and move forward in their education. And so we were talking the business of education today, scholarships and um, Gloria and Christina, thank you for joining me. Uh, Christina, one more time, the website to go to to apply for scholarships to see what your students, you know, might qualify for when it comes to getting that next step in their education at Umbrella Learning Academy. Sure. It's stepupforstudents.org. And if they want to learn more about Umbrella Learning Academy, um, maybe tour or talk to you to see what you offer and how you guys mesh with their student, how can they contact you? Sure. They can give us a call at 850-361-3277, or they can check out our website at umbrellalearningacademy.com. Excellent. And uh, Gloria with Sylvan Learning Center, are, are y'all still taking? Uh, oh, of course. Okay. All the time. So yeah. SylvanLearningCenter.com? Mm-hmm. Okay. SylvanLearning.com, and it's 1-800-EDUCATE. Oh, I that's a good number to have right there. There it is. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me and bringing all this information to the Pensacola Expert Panel today. Thank you thank so much. You. Absolutely. All right. Happy Monday morning to you. We've got more coming up. Malcolm Ballinger will be joining me to talk the latest issue. Yes, the December issue of Pensacola Magazine is out right now. But first, we have to see what's coming up in the news with Mark Jacobs. Good morning. Sports gambling off the table in Florida again, for now anyway. The 